episode. That's right, 200th. So this is the ultimate crossover. It is both an audio podcast and a video on our Kazi channel. So I'm very excited about that to hopefully drive content in all directions. But most importantly, we want to continue our trend of addressing tactical things that people do in an agile world. And we are going to address planning today. Sprint planning, release planning, whatever type of planning that you do, we are going to provide you with content to make that better. Okay. Welcome to the Metacast. I'm Josh Anderson. Okay, okay, oh, 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 oh. Trying to be more no nonsense this morning. Have you ever thought, Josh, what it's like to be inside my head? It's a scary place. Continuing our tactical series, Bob, you have a song about getting tactical? Let's get tactical, tactical. I want to get tactical. Let me see your tacky walk. I'm so sorry. Your tacky talk. I'm so sorry to everybody that is involved with this. So we are recording an episode. Do you see the vulnerability I'm showing lately? I know, Bob. I mean, 10 years ago, I would have never sang like that. Really? Not not in a Medicare, oh, for God's yeah, sakes. Yeah. So this is both video and audio for our 200th episode. There will be some bonus content that we will include. A failed experiment that we just tried. Um, so we are here to, again, return to our series on tactical things within the Agile process. And the, the next tactical item we're going after is planning. 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 Yeah. So, Bob, planning, thoughts, views. So I want to kick, I've been thinking about this a little bit, and um, there's there's tactical planning stuff, right? Uh, It's like sprint planning. Mm -hmm. Maybe we we, we ought to get into sprint planning a little bit. But then I was, this morning I was, or over the last few days, I've been thinking about, I forget where I got it, visualization. Someone wrote something about visualization. It was in, actually in a coaching, a list of coaching mindset points I, I shared this morning. And, uh, and it wasn't about planning, but it was about the, the, uh, the power of visualization in general and that people communicate around visuals. Right. And if you have conflict, you, you probably have a bad visualization and you need to add something to it. Right. So it's just, you know, add to the visual. So it's, it's the key element of communication. And that resonated with me from a like sprint boards, yeah, like sprint planning, release planning. Did you you you've done big wall, yeah, or big uh, uh, what is it? Uh, like, big big room planning, like PSI big room planning. planning. Yeah. I remember a dude yeah. who had this oh yeah this like wood thing yeah with panels that would move. We did have a wood thing, uh, and and I was thinking of the power of it. One of the powerful points of it. Forget like do I have a number on a story or a task? Do I do tasking or not? Whatever you do is making it visual as a team and anchoring on it is an incredibly important part. So to me, planning, forget how much we get done, forget uh, who's doing what task, right? you know, assigning tasks or anything like that. Do we have a visual of the workflow of us achieving our goal, right? Yeah. A visualization, do we create that together? 
And that to me is like the one of the essence points of planning. What do you think? Well, and the thoughts that go through my mind as you say that, as you as you run into a sticky situation with your teammates or anybody anybody that that you're working with, how powerful is a whiteboard? Just that empty whiteboard to visualize the problem, get it up there, align on okay, number 1, we have a shared understanding of what the problem is. Number 2, we've formulated a plan of how to attack it. In reality, every level of planning is doing that same thing. It is realizing the power of that whiteboard, of that very, dare I say, Orskian approach of shoulder by shoulder, let's look at this together, the problem is over there, it's the same thing. So what you can do, what you can get out, get out of planning when you do it right, when you do it well, using visual cues, is everybody can identify the problem and unify on a plan on how we are going to attack it together. Yeah, it, and it's it's that. I mean, it's it's visual cues. It's that interaction of uh, like I'm thinking this sprint planning. We have tasks, right? You're you're doing a. Yeah. We've argued. I think I don't know where you land on it, but I've argued about do you task in sprint oh, planning yeah. or yeah, not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have different sides. I I actually think the tasking is valuable just to visualize like when you and I we can flow you're working on this I'm working on this we have to integrate it here so independent of time just us agreeing are we going to work on it separately and then pull it together right where is it on the hierarchy do you know what I mean like mm-hmm. is it not is it high priority is it medium priority in the sprint if it's high priority we need to get it done sooner we can visualize when are we getting it done you can you can move things around that whole notion of oh you know what it's it's getting we're we're waiting to the second week of the sprint to get it done we should move things around to get it done earlier so it's visualization whole team interaction whole team engagement shoulder to shoulder like you were saying mm-hmm. and and creating like a shared uh, you know I'm I'm thinking football do you guys do this with like game planning and football don't you don't you do stuff like that in football yeah meetings are ridiculous like visually yeah right and it's not just the lines and stuff but you like you envision like people running down the field and you know i'm gonna i'm gonna do a hook or i'm gonna do this right so everything is recorded so you re-watch every play and every practice and everything you do and the pause button is hit a million times and it's usually pretty cool shown on a whiteboard so you can draw on that whiteboard and talk about well if you did this instead of that or this foot there this hand there blah 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 it allows everybody in that entire room to learn from that and talk about how we're going to go improve next time. You know what I was trying to get at? Part of this is not just tactics, but getting, well, at least the first one we talked about, user stories, getting back to basics. Yeah. And if I remember, conversation was one of the anchor elements yep. of a user story. And I'm wondering if visualization is, if not one of, the anchor element for planning. Visualize the work. Maybe, how does that land with you? Visualize the work as a team. I'm pausing. No, I'm pausing because I'm like running things through my brain trying to prove that wrong. And I haven't landed on a thing where that's wrong. Because ultimately, that's what a plan is. Yeah. That's the shared understanding of what we're going to do. And how is it shared if it's not visualized? We can make assumptions that like, oh, we've said words. I assume the words that came out of my mouth made it all the way into Bob's brain and he consumed them the way I meant them. 
we know that's not reality for a million different reasons. So having that visualized plan, even if it's a stinking spreadsheet, right? Like that's, I mean, whatever, having a place where people can go and say, okay, yes, that's the plan. We're going to all rally around this and go. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's one of the core elements. Now we can come back. I think we should come back in the Metacast and talk about like what good sprint planning, you know, like tactical sprint planning, but it's this visualization element and not getting hung up on, do I, you know, do I put a color, what color cards are you using? Mm -hmm. Am I embedding like how many hours are you embedding? Per t are you using right. hours or days for the tasks? What's a, almost that's like tactical stuff as long as you're visualizing together and not individually. Yeah. So that's what Metacasters, I have seen oh, folks that's do, a good clarification. I have seen folks like in sprint planning, like it's, you know, someone will go up there and they'll do their stream and then their stream and then their stream of tasks or whatever. That's not team-based planning or visualization. It's the integration of us together. So yeah, you can lay things out individually, but then step two is, how do we integrate together to optimize the flow to deliver on our commitment as a team? And that's a little that's a little bit different. Right. So further refining our statement on visualization is the core tenant, but team based visualization, A, you do it as a team, and B, you visualize the work as a team, not person by person. So you talk about what we are going to do to attack that problem. So yeah. okay, cool. If you would like us to dig into that really tactical level on sprint planning, let us know in the comments below, either on YouTube or on Discord. We'll put all the links, don't worry. And yes, we're gonna actually put the links because I know sometimes we say, we'll put the links and we don't. So I've got you covered this time. So what are some aspects, basic, maybe get into some tactics of planning, um, like outside of that, outside of visualization, uh, I'm thinking of. Yeah, so, so for me, nothing happens if you don't have an, an ordered list of work like that. That's requirement a, because otherwise you end up with a mess and how, and how do you plan? So somebody has to come to the table with, yep. here's the ordered list of things that we're going to work on. And if you don't have that, I wouldn't even try planning. I know. And I'm assuming Bob has, has just like halted planning. If the backlog isn't in order or if we realize a couple minutes in that holy crap we need to rechange the priorities of everything that we're doing so like let's stop planning let's not even try and make this happen let's go figure that out come back a couple hours later tomorrow whatever the right answer is but like nothing starts without that well i'd say not just order but uh refinement understanding yeah. so i forget refinement i don't care what you call it that I used to have like a no, I still have a no surprise rule. If a product owner waltzes into sprint planning and the team does it, if, if the first time they're, even if it's ordered, if this is the first time the, the team has seen these things, mm -hmm. then I, I'm like time out. You, you, you are not ready for sprint planning. You have to do refinement. You can't hose the team with work they've never seen before. They, they just don't know what it is. Yeah. Right. So I'd, I'd say two things. It has to be ordered by value, right, or ordered, prioritized. Mm -hmm. But it also has to be sort of grokked by the team or understood by the team, right? Yeah. Refinement activities. Yeah, yeah. And totally that, fair. And that may mean, you know, not just one refinement. That's not 
It's not like if it's a complex story, that doesn't mean, oh, I gave you 10 minutes to figure it out. Now right. it's ready yeah. for planning. Not if it's a complex story. They may need it have needed a spike for it. They have meet, maybe have needed some coding or design time outside to get ready or, or alternative approaches to brainstorm or whatnot in order to sort of, so go into planning prepared. Yeah. And it's, and, and that's actually counter, I think a lot of folks, there's a lot of winging it into planning. Like maybe it's agile. Like we're going to walk in the door and it's sprint planning. So it's, it's emergent. Yeah. So we won't have a clue, and we'll just do planning. I don't know if I no. I, so so the so the anti pattern that, that that I see and what I call it is I call it just in time planning. Yeah. So there's this scurry and this panic before. Oh, we have to plan, and we plan, but in the end, the sprint's a failure, and the sprint isn't a failure because the team doing the work, they're doing everything that they can in in that one week or two week sprint, whatever it might might be, length doesn't matter at that point. But the ultimate failure is because of the nature of your just-in-time planning. And that is created by not having an ordered backlog that has been reviewed and understood by the team so that they can thoughtfully plan. That's ultimately what product's job is to do, is to ensure the flow of work from concept to action can be confidently worked on by the team. And that's ultimately what planning provides you if you do all the pre-work before. And we're not talking, there's, there's, so I think there's a continuum. I want to see how you react to it. I think there's no pre-work and we just waltz in under the banner of Agile mm -hmm. and it hits us in the face. Then I think there's going to the other extreme, there's over pre-work where we have fully cooked everything and we have little task lists out, uh, which precludes the collaboration and the visualization of planning. And, yeah. and so there's a sweet spot in between those two things where it's, it's not, it's, it's sort of just enough. It's team engaged, it's just enough. It's relevant per story. The simple yeah. ones have been have been explored, you know, briefly, and the complex ones have received enough attention, not fully cooked, so that we can cook together in the planning. Part of that visualization is doing a little bit of problem solving or a little bit of design problem solving, uh, talking about who's gonna do work. Optimization, like I think the planning is the optimal, like how do we work together as a team to optimize the amount of work we can get done mm -hmm. as a team? So not, I didn't say bite off more than we can chew, but optimize the flow of what, of this goal, of this sprint. And if you go back to the user story and refinement episode that we did on the podcast, you'll remember how we talked about the importance of that conversation and the importance of that discussion to get to the shared understanding that we're talking about here in planning. And that is hard. So Bob defined two very common practices where you do very little and you do a lot of prep work. And those are, I think, the things I've seen in most places. because It, it is true, isn't right, it? Yeah, because, because people haven't done the hard work to try and experiment and find the ways to land in that perfect middle sweet spot. So I am sure if you have planning tomorrow or next week or whatever the day is, look at where you are on that continuum. And I beg you, like experiment, add some stuff, take some stuff away, try stuff, but set it in front of the team of saying like, hey, I think we can make planning better if we do this. Let's try this and experiment with your team. And oh, by the way, 
you're planning about improving planning at that point because you'll get up on a whiteboard and you'll talk about it and you'll come up with a plan for how we're going to iterate on our planning sessions and try and improve them. Another thing I'm thinking about, I was just, you were, and I'm, I'm plus one on everything you're saying, Josh. Uh, I get plus 10. Oh, plus 10. I, not waiting to the end. So another indication, an anti-pattern indication is having, having a plan where everything, this was bad in Waterfall and it's bad in Agile. Everything closes on day 10 of a 10 day sprint. So having this, this notion where, you know, we have 20,000 balls in, in the air and then suddenly magic, ha magic happens the last four hours and we have a wonderful result. That's, that's poor planning. So I think, I think planning, like how do we land things almost every day? How do you land something deliverable? How do you land a slice? So really slicing and landing is, is part of that. The burn down charts are a way of sort of measuring that or visualizing that. But it starts with planning. If you've ever heard of Scrummerfall or you know Waterfall yeah. and Scrum, one of the ways to defend against that, so Scrummerfall doesn't, Scrummerfall is planned. It's not an accident. If you do sprint planning and you end up having a Scrummerfall pattern, that was intentional. You may not have known it was intentional, but it was intentional. That's how you plan. That's the bad news. The good news is if you can plan Scrum or Fall, you can plan differently. So planning is a strategy. It's not just a laying, it's not keeping people busy. It's not just laying things out, but it's sort of, it's like the, it's like the orchestra, how you're going to conduct the sprint. And you want to be you want to be sort of thoughtful in how you how you're going to deliver things, how you're going to sort of interleave things, how you're going to flow things through the sprint. React to that a little you, bit. You, so the thing that comes to mind as you talk through that is we talked about team based visualization of of the work, and the the other core tenant that real well done agile planning relies on is like an, an obsessive teamwork approach that true mobbing, swarming, whatever you want to talk about it. We, we are together going to attack this problem relentlessly and we will continue to improve how we attack problems. So visualization team-based is key, but you also have to have this like amazing teamwork because it's, really hard so you have to be willing to plan as a team and when things get bumpy because they will you are going to swarm together rally around that and go attack those problems that four days ago the plan was perfect yep. but things have changed so what do you do and there are so many teams that just like just like Bob said, just like blindly march down that path of, well, this is the plan this is what we said we were going to do we're not going to adjust because gosh that's hard so you have to be this obsessive team-based group. Otherwise, it's not going to work. It's really hard. As you were talking, I remembered years ago, there was this guy, I think it was a channel advisor, years ago, and, and he was on a team. He was like one of the senior developers, may, maybe the team lead, or but he had domain, he had a lot of domain experience. And he didn't want to waste time, and his little heart was in the right place. Yeah. And he didn't want to waste time in sprint planning. So he put this spreadsheet together every sprint he would work at home and he would lay out all of his work and he would just come into sprint planning and he'd like project the spreadsheet to everyone is like here's my part yeah and then he would sit back and 
it took me forever to to kind of coach him through yeah away because i didn't want to i didn't want to break he wasn't he was good-hearted and he was well-intentioned he was a great guy but he didn't he didn't get he he, he didn't move from individual stuff mm -hmm. and, and his optimization was him that's the problem he was he was trying to optimize him and i'm like it's not about you optimizing you you're you may not be the the challenge yeah it's how do we optimize the whole and and finally he had that epiphany moment and he got that and it was also relief because he would spend because he was <laughs> he was like a perfectionist yeah, yeah he would spend like eight hours i'm not exaggerating like the night before trying to get the perfect plan by himself without doing it as a team uh but I, that's what i was envisioning that's sort of that that individual moving to yeah. team base individual flow to team flow individual accomplishment to team accomplishment right welcome to our diversity and inclusion minute i'm not dang it i almost started to say i'm josh anderson like that just was flowing hey everyone <laughs> so one thing that one thing to announce that'll be in the show notes is uh we're we're partnered with easy t agile easy t agile and Camille Sproul over there and her crew, and they did, a, I forget the name of the group, but there's a meetup group, and just yesterday, in time for this recording, uh, Mary Thorne did a fireside chat. Uh, this is, uh, this is, uh, what, oh my gosh. Uh oh, we have a. It's a we, month. We have a link. No, what? Pride month. month. It's Pride month. Yeah. I, I was just blanking. And Mary did a uh, an LGTBQ plus, uh, talk about her journey. Mary's mm -hmm. a lesbian. She's a leader. I've known her for a long time. Uh, she did a fantastic job of sharing her journey. I've, and I've never, I mean, I'm, I'm listening to this meetup and I, I didn't hear all it. I haven't heard it before. And I've known Mary right. for like 12 years or yeah. more. And so a great talk. Uh, a gentleman from ECU came. Uh, they have a, uh, a, a center down there. Uh, that that is really in the state of North Carolina is leading, uh, you know, gay and lesbian rights, and uh, it's he he was talking as well. Uh, so uh, we'll put a link in there, uh, and we're partnered, and that that was something we focused on this month. I made I made sure to attend. Yeah, I I wanted to. It was more I was interested, but I wanted to make sure I cleared my schedule for it because I think it's important. Just our attendance. You know what? One of the things he said. Uh, I forget his name, but he said, just showing your colors, he actually offered, and, and I hadn't thought of it this way, but if you're a leader or, or in a role in a company, just having a sticker on your laptop, if you're interviewing or something, don't underestimate the fact that that support, you yeah. making it visible, uh, makes a difference to people. Mm -hmm. It encourages them. And it hit me between the eyes that that's true. Yep. And not just during Pride Month, but all the time. Yep. Is show, the more you can visualize and show that you are in support of these things, you never know who it's gonna to touch, who might walk into your office, who might be visiting you or whatnot. And, and that, that's something for yeah, us to think yeah, about. Yeah, even something as simple as the power of the pronoun makes a huge difference. And so many tools, Slack, now that's an option for you to go set that in LinkedIn. Now that's an option to where it to, to where it allows you to show that hey, 
I'm aware. I am. I am sensitive. This is this is who I am. To let you know that it's important that we understand how each person wants to be addressed. So it's little things like that can go a long way. Because like, okay, cool. This this person I'm talking to gets it. They understand. They're yep. a partner that I can work with. They're they're an ally. Yeah. They're there for me. Yep. So that was it. That's all I got. All right. So last thing before we go is we are waiting for this like this tsunami of responses from our viewers and listeners about all the exciting diversity challenges they're pushing through and driving change for. So reach out to us on Twitter, Discord, comments below on YouTube, whatever it might be. Let us know because we want to highlight those and show to your peers, your fellow viewers, listeners, all of those things, all the great things that are happening in hopes of empowering them to do more because that's ultimately what this segment is about is helping others find ways to do more. And if you can't, I don't know if we've asked this before, but if you're, if you want to help, but you don't know what to do and we've been in, I'm, I'm sometimes in that position uh, and you don't know what, and so, so you don't have anything to talk about because you don't know what to do. Hey, we're here for you. Yeah. We can give you some ideas. Yep. Uh, we have some connections. There are ways that we, so maybe, maybe just reach out yep. and say, hey, I want to help. How can, how can I do that? And just extend your hand and we'll connect you with some folks. Okay. Sounds good. Back to the episode. So we came in talking about the tactics of planning, but in reality, well, what we've talked about is all the precursors to success. We can, as we mentioned, we can dig into the tactical story points, tasks, stuff like that. We can we can dig dig deep there, and if you want us to, absolutely let us know, and we can. But before, like, you can, can do we, can you can do all of those task, things. Yeah, well, yeah, I want to finish this though. If you're okay with that, would you be fine with me finishing a thought? <laughs> <laughs> so we can we can we can we can cover the tactics. We can cover all the how you do things well, but without those prerequisites, nothing is going to matter. You can be the best story breakdown team ever, but if you don't, if you don't have that agreement that we are an obsessive team-based group, we are going to visualize the work, then nothing, tasking doesn't matter at that point. Okay, I'm done, Bob. Okay. I like it when you get up on a soapbox. I enjoy it. I just, it just, I don't know when to detect it. I was going to say tasking. I was going to step out though and say just a discreet tactical comment mm -hmm. is I, I am all for uh, tasking of work under the banner of visualization, which I think is what you just said. So I don't, I really want teams in sprint planning to task out into it. So what is Bob going to do? What is Josh going to do? What mm -hmm. is Sally going to do? What is Harry going to do? Uh, how, how do those tasks interact? Are you going to pair with me on this one? Right. Identify that you're going to pair with me on that. And we float. So a story is broken down into tasks, which is identified by people. And we look at the flow over time to, to do that work, to get that story knocked out. Mm -hmm. I love that. Now, folks, I think get gnarly about the, how do you, like, what are the hours? What are the estimates on the tests and things like that? Yeah. But I, I actually think, I would like to say Metacasters, visually ta visual tasking and sprint planning is a basic activity that will serve you well. Do it. What do you think? 
I disagree. <laughs> but, uh, and I say I disagree, but in reality, after I see all these words, you'll realize that we align. It's just a different approach to the same problem. What has served me best for the teams that I've worked with and built is more of a just-in-time tasking. So we have like story kickoffs of, okay, we are getting ready to pick this up and start working on in, it. In the sprint? In the sprint. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so we plan the stories out. We plan the sprint just at the story level. Then as each story is getting ready to get started, there's a kickoff that happens like, okay, we're getting this thing off the board. We're going to start working on it. And let's, can... right, and let's rally around that and plan out who's doing what. So. I disagree, but I don't. Pretty so normal you're, stuff. you're doing it on a story by story basis, yeah. And I'm I'm more so leaning to balking it, yeah. Yep. Uh, the reason I would push back, and, and we're aligned. Yeah. Uh, the reason I would push back on the the serialness of it or the story by story is it makes your your identification of the goal harder. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's going to be more fluidity. Yes. So let's use that word, commit to the goal. Yeah. I know, but. It, yeah. it makes that commitment to the goal easier if you do it in bulk rather than that. But we're doing the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and 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 I have never prescribed or required that the teams actually create tasks. What I care about is that the conversation and yes. planning happens. I've had teams that go and create tasks in Jira. They create subtask stickies, all those things. Then there were teams, same company, same org that chose not to do that. And guess what? They worked just fine. Yeah. So it wasn't a hard requirement of you have to record these action items. It's have the discussion, have the plan, and go. The visualization is the key. I, I like the way this started because it comes back to the tasks of the visualization tool, whether mm -hmm. you're doing them story by story or in bulk at the beginning. I, I, and it's the conversations. Yep. And the engagement, yep, right. As a team, it's like get. I, I can't. I remember in, um, and and when I said that, your snarkiness earlier on about like night two. What was it? Nineteen oh one or something. Yeah. But in the in early XP, folks would put stories. The cards were on a table, and that and planning, release planning, and sprint mm -hmm. iteration planning was on a table. And people would engage. It's like a table like this, and everyone was around it. The team was around it, and they were moving things. And so it's not only were the, the stories and then the tests where I promised to have a conversation. And literally, folks would, and someone was, you would move it here and say, this needs to be done here. And I would, I would disagree, and I'm like, back here. And then you're like, yeah, but how do we do that? And I'm like, crap, you're right. We need to, we, there's a dependency there. And right. then someone would say, you know what, though, but we need to do it earlier. So I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to flip how I'm, I'm going to approach what I'm doing. We move it there. And it wasn't, it was, it was the conversation around the workflow. And it wasn't discrete. It wasn't hours. It wasn't a lot of cards for a team. Mm -hmm. There might have been 30, 40 cards on the table, something around that. But it was what it induced. It, and then and then at one point, the planning would stop. It would sort of, you'd see these discussions. They, they'd start winnowing down and winnowing down. And folks would be like pulling a Josh. They'd have their hand on their chin. And they'd be like looking it over. And they're like, yeah, you know. And, and there would be team agreement that it was a good plan. Mm-hmm. It was solid. They felt good. They all knew what it was. The, you, if you asked them, who's, you know, what's Bob working on? You could see it. What's, what's Josh working on? You could see it. And then it was over. Mm -hmm. 
sometimes that planning was like less than 30 minutes. Yeah. Right? It's like 20 minutes. It, it, sometimes it was longer. I wanted to paint that visualization of the activity. Right? Well, and the thing I'm thinking about is places where I've walked into or coached or something like that. And a common challenge is the number of people that are active participants in planning. That's problem number one. Like yeah. if we go back to that team-based thing, it's got to be, like Bob said, this obsessive, we are in this together and we are going to rally and swarm around the problem. And the current problem in that moment is building a plan for the next two weeks or one week or whatever for the next sprint. Yep. Right. That that's the That's the problem that we're attacking right now as a team. How aggressively do we as a team attack that? Or is it like one person talking at a time? You know, I've seen that. Have you seen in, in rooms like testers are over here and the developers oh, yeah, are over yeah. here? It's like you have different functional, you know, back in the day. And, and I'm only saying that because it was it worked really effectively. Everyone was at the table. There weren't factions. I mean, there sort of were, but it, factions weren't allowed. Someone, I've gone into sprint planning, you know, where like half the folks are along, they're around the corners of the room and they're sort of back, they're kicked back and they, you know you ask them can you do that by that yeah they'll nod their head they're not engaged right, right? It, it, what i just described everyone so everyone was up everyone was interacting right it wasn't even it wasn't even thought about to not engage in that 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 aggressive team-based yeah so yeah, i think we nailed this i this do team. i feel good and it ended up way different than we expected or at least than i expected but Let's talk action items for people listening or watching right now. You thought through what we've said and you go, holy crap, we have some major issues. What do we do? What I do you do tomorrow? Ooh. Let's get visual. Visual. <laughs> I knew that would stop you with your tracks. <laughs> Uh, I had no idea where that was going, and it that was it. That's all I had. It's yeah. good visual. So, how? So, number one, I think that's a that's a great method. If you don't have your team engaged, is it visual? Is it easy for them to consume and understand? This is the current view of the plan, and for them to actively engage in it. And in this new remote world, it's harder where there can't be stickies on a table or a board for people to get up and move, use something like Miro or anything like that where multiple people can at the same time move things around. There are tools out there for you to drive the engagement and you will have to let the team fail. You will have to go into the next sprint planning and and tell them, say, I'm not moving any cards. Can I, can I I'm not try doing anything real quick though? Yeah. Tactical. I, if you can, don't use Jira. So don't use a plant one of the planning right. tools. Use a mind mapping tool. Use a whiteboarding tool. So what I'm saying, yeah. visual but simple, so that everyone can throw stickies or mind maps. It's not. It's. It, don't even worry about integrating it with your tool. Right. Right. That's second. Yep. It's. It put a simple. Everyone we engage. I actually don't think it's that hard now, versus in person. You know, the no. heroes and the, right. And the jam boards, they're they're pretty easy to use. So that's 
That's the medium that we're, we're talking about. Not, oh, we're going to put up JIRA and we're going to plan in JIRA. No, you're not. Actually, that's going to create this serial behavior in my experience or any of the yeah. other tools. Yeah, which is why I've had real success with JIRA and stickies. Yes. Virtual or physical stickies didn't matter. Having those two separate and I never integrated the two. It didn't matter. The team didn't even complain. Yep. We were able to visualize the plan together with our stickies. And then we would take, guess what? Five minutes to translate, to translate that into JIRA items. Exactly. No complaining there, right? And there was like, maybe like, hey, I'll go create the stickies in JIRA, right? Done. Oh, hey, team is done, right? Like, that's not an issue. Don't even worry about that. Don't chase it. Optimize the team, visualize planning. Find the best tool for that. Build your great plan. Then take five minutes and put it in JIRA. So that's one tactical thing uh, as a team. Don't tolerate and be nice about it, but don't tolerate disengagement. Mm -hmm. Everyone's up. Everyone. It's not even like running around. So don't. It's not like as a scrum master. Oh, I asked Bob and then I asked Josh. No. Encourage people to get up and to engage. You don't have to remind them or. And if they're not, then then remind them to get. It's their plan. So what did you, that, that really active team engagement? Yeah, my, one of the phrases that I use a lot is do it right, do it light. So if you do that thing that Bob talked about where everybody swarms, everybody engages, you can do a great plan in 30 minutes. Yeah. I bet your planning sessions now are like an hour and they're an hour because nobody talks and you're dragging people in just to, just, just to participate. But, but bring that do it right, do it light mindset get them to really engage to build a great plan and then it will snowball after that because they'll realize okay a that took less time b the plan is better c i kind of enjoyed it yep and all those things will happen and then it will just continue to grow no pre-planning so and again we're all taking a walk on the wild side so if you're there now maybe yeah. but no no pre-tasking no pre-planning, plan in planning, visualize in. So no one has to do homework other than, like we said, so another tactical thing is ordered backlog. Remember that. Order, you need an ordered backlog, and the team needs to have vetted the backlog items. Yep. But that's not, I don't consider that pre-planning. Right. I'm talking about, oh, someone had to go into JIRA and yeah. fill out the tasks right. and things. Don't do that. Do not do any planning until you start that meeting. Right, together as a team. Yep. Cool. What else? Did I, I think that's enough. I, I do feel good about this. We didn't mention the goal, uh, and I don't want to derail okay. this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we can defer goaling. Yeah. Okay. Which complements this so, tonight. I know I put in there like, hey, if you want us to dig into the tactical level, let us know in the comments or things like that. But it seems like we should just do that. Like next episode, we'll go in a level deeper on planning and talk about some of the real tactical things and ways you can approach that. To some, I mean, I'm going to, I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I think we do, but what I want you, I think part of this basics metacasters is we're not going to micromanage. We're giving you like these key tenets. Yeah. Like the conversation is part of the story and we're not going to give you a script for writing the conversation. Yeah. It yes. emerges from your team. You, you just need to trigger, you need to anchor on it. The same thing here, visualization, anchor on that. Now I do think there's some things on the table yeah. that we can get into next yeah. time. Yeah. But again, I want, we want you to walk away with these tactical imperatives that freaking in, what, yes. in 10, 15, 20 years of our experience, these are the keys. We're giving you the gold keys to the kingdom of Agile. Yes. 
from an execution plan. Yeah, and these are the prerequisites to successful planning. The stuff we talk about next time doesn't matter if you don't do the things we talked about in this exactly. episode. Hey. Hey. We done? We did. So, Metacasters from beautiful Fuquay Verena, downtown Fuquay Verena. I'm Bob Gallen. And I'm Josh Anderson. Shake. And bake. Take care, y'all. Ooh, I hit the microphone. Ooh. Yeah, bad timing. Okay. Well, we did it. We got through it. We did. Back to our normal selves. It's amazing how much it flows when we just do the thing we've done 200 times. Well, even the cor- <laughs> even the correction you gave me. You corrected me. Did I? Yeah, you did. What did I do? You, can, you, can I? Oh, yeah. I was rolling, and then you're like, well, wait a minute. Yes, you were rolling. <laughs> and like I the rolling stone oh. that gathers no moss. And I don't get to roll that much. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to take your moss off of you. <sighs> it's okay. Are we ready? Is it yeah. still recording? Yeah, we have outtake. Re- this is outtake. This, yeah, this is good. all right. This is a diversity minute. Yeah, and you do the introductions, right? So you're gonna. Do yeah, it. yeah. We 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 are back to normal. All right. Yeah. Yeah, if someone, if you put a gun to my head and said, what is the normal Medicast right now? I wouldn't have. No, I mean, back to normal of. You do the introduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, yeah. I am Josh, you are Bob. No, no, no. I yeah. mean, the, okay. the, this is what this episode is about. Those little snippets in the beginning. That yes. You, they, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do a good job. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Diversity minute? Uh, yeah. So. Ready? I think we're just back to, yes. we haven't heard from you. Listeners slash viewers. Well, there was that LG. I, I, oh, there was a topic yesterday. Mary, Mary did her uh, fireside chat yesterday with Easy to Agile. Is that recorded and shareable? I don't know. It, it, they probably. I think they recorded it, okay. so we could we could go and mention that because we support Easy to Agile. That yeah. Okay, so mention that, and then we'll continue the. We need you to engage. Yep. Okay. Cool.